Hi, I'm Sheila. And I'm Hope. And we're two teachers. Coming to talk to you about the good, the bad, and the ugly parts of teaching. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six of the Two Teachers podcast. Today, my mom and I are talking to you about teacher accountability. So, mom, how many times have we tried to record this episode? It had to have been at least 30. This is such a hard topic. There's just too many perspectives. Right, and there's just so much that goes into it. And we found that when we typed into Google teacher accountability, what popped up the most? Standardized testing. And I think my mom and I, when we came to actually thinking about teacher accountability, we both agree. There's more to teacher accountability than what standard tests show. Absolutely, and teachers are accountable to so many different groups besides standardized testing. So Hope, let's start with a definition. I I think that accountability is sometimes considered a negative term because a lot of people use it interchangeably with discipline. Right, and in reality, accountability is defined as a responsibility to someone or something or some type of activity. And I think we really need to include in that definitions high standards and high expectations, at least for teachers. Right, and I think what we need to kind of focus on is who are we as teachers accountable to? Well, for me, I think we've got to be accountable to students first because they're the ones we're there to serve and educate and really make a difference for. But then I think we need to look at ourselves and be accountable to ourselves because I, I know you and I both have really high expectations for ourselves and the way we teach and the way we help kids. And then I think parents are also part of that. And I think I'm bringing my understanding as a parent myself to it. I definitely wanted to be included in your education when you were growing up. Right, and I think we also should be accountable for other teachers, our coworkers, our principals, and even the higher ups in some sort, the community. Oh, those are all great ideas. So, what kind of standards do you have for yourself? I would say, for me, I want to keep accountable in the sense of when my student, every student walks into my classroom, that they feel safe and they feel like it's a learning environment for them. It's kind of hard because I am a traveling teacher, but one of the biggest things that I want to remain accountable for every day is that my students continue to learn and that they feel comfortable enough to tell me if they need something, whether that be a well-being issue, extra help with an assignment, or anything in that area. And I also keep my students accountable when they're turning in work, and that's keeping me accountable for being a teacher that is preparing them for life outside of high school. But I'm also trying to be empathetic to many situations, especially now during the time that we are teaching in. You know, when you say safe learning environment, I think that has to be really important for high schoolers to feel like they can come to you and they can ask questions and they can express their opinions. I know myself, I'm a perfectionist. I'm always hardest on myself. For me, I need to make sure that my students are challenged. I want them to love learning as much as I love learning. And I also want to improve my teaching ability, my craft. What are your thoughts on accountability in regards to parents? I think communication is probably the biggest thing for me and being accountable for my parents to know that I am teaching their child because that's what they want from their teachers, right? They want their teacher 
of their student to be teaching and helping their student learn. So communicating with parents, especially if a child's having a, a hard time or if I notice something, um, and making sure the parents know that I have their child's best interest at heart. I think for me at the elementary level, our parents just want to know that we care about their child, that we have their best interest at heart, kind of like you said. And sometimes I think it's more important to them that we really love their kid than what they're learning. Um, in my experience, it's been really helpful the more years I have under my belt that parents tend not to try to micromanage me as much because, like I was saying, a lot of parents want to be part of that learning experience. Some school cultures kind of set it up to where the parents feel like they're in charge, and I think that can be hard as a teacher when you're trying to be accountable to the parents, but then you feel like you're being micromanaged and you feel like the parents think they're the boss of your classroom when you know more about what's going on. I had a fifth grader one year that uh, the mom wanted to homeschool her child and she came to me and asked me about curriculum and I had everything printed out for the whole rest of the year and I printed that out for her and I gave it to her and I was a little bit worried you know you try not to take those things to heart I felt like it would be a really good experience for the mom because teaching is not as easy as parents sometimes think and she found out that teaching was pretty hard. She thought she'd have everything covered with her child in two weeks. And when I saw him the very next year, he was back in public school because mom realized it was harder than what she thought. So I think if, if parents haven't walked the same road we have as teachers, they may not understand what our job is truly like. And that can make it a little bit harder to be accountable to parents. Yeah, I agree with that. I think a lot of the community perception is that we're there to babysit in some ways. And so I think that having the changing the ideology or the mindset that teachers are there to use their degree and help your child learn and they are quote unquote experts in what they're doing, I think that is something that parents sometimes take for granted. I 100% I agree with you on that. I want parents to know what I do in class, and I want them to value my program, so I feel like communication is really key. I think that's probably the best way that I can be accountable to my parents, is making sure they know what I'm doing in my classes and what the kids are learning, just by talking to their kids and maybe seeing what we post on Facebook or Seesaw. Yeah, I try to reach out to my parents and let them know about major deadlines, and especially when I'm giving students an opportunity to turn something in late, or if they are getting the opportunity to uh, do some extra credit or whatever that may be, I try to email all my parents and say, okay, this is our due date. And I try to email them every week when those deadlines are coming up so that they're in the know. And sometimes I just shoot a little email. It's like, your student worked on this today. Ask them about it and see you know, what they learned. And I might not get any responses at all, but at least I'm reaching out and hoping that they will ask their student. Yeah, that's a really good idea, and I bet I bet there are parents who are asking. They just are not taking the time to email you back. Right. 
So accountability to other teachers. I know you work with an amazing team. How do we support each other in the teaching profession? So I love how my department's always willing to help. Um, they're a great backboard to bounce some new ideas off of. We, see, we tend to support each other, whether it be curriculum or emotional support. We have curriculum teams. Uh, maybe that's not the right word, grade level teams for English 11. I meet with the other teacher that teaches that honors English 11 meets together and we do a lot of collaboration this year we've had a lot of time to do it on Wednesdays and normally on late start Wednesdays we have time to do it as well so that's been really helpful and I know that I could walk in any of the rooms on my hallway that I, my office is on and a teacher would be there to listen to my idea and help me refine it and tell me what they think. Yeah, I love brainstorm sessions. I, I always get a kick out of and really enjoy brainstorming with another teacher. For me, because I'm the only elementary gifted teacher in our district, I have a different take on it because I don't have a co-teacher right now that I can share ideas with. So for me, the way teachers can support each other is being on time to meetings. It drives me nuts when we're in a meeting and there's that one or two teachers who always walk in late. I kind of feel like it's disrespectful as far as everybody's time. Everybody should try to be there on time and things are going to happen. Every, you know, everybody's human. Something's always going to come up. But for the majority of time, you really should be on time for meetings. And then I think it's important to share the load. You shouldn't have one teacher doing all the work. Everybody needs to take a part and turn that in so that the workload is so much less. And I think that teachers who work together need to be giving out their best work, the best quality. I know in the past I've sometimes worked with some, you know, some teachers who were not really that interested in giving their best work. They just kind of got it done and thought that that was good enough and it wasn't necessarily something I wanted to use in my classroom. I don't think it's a good idea to give out excuses when you do mess up. I think it's better to just say, hey, I did not get this done. That's totally on me. I'm so sorry. I also appreciate it when teachers give me reminders, so I try to give other teachers reminders. I think it's important for veterans teachers to mentor younger teachers in school, and I know you've got a great mentor teacher that you work with. I have several teachers at my school that I call my school daughters because they're so much younger than me and they haven't been teaching that long. And then I agree with you on the emotional support thing. When you're dealing with people's kids or you're dealing with other teachers or parents, sometimes you need someone there to help calm you down or make you feel better because you're dealing with something difficult in your classroom. Yeah, I completely agree with all of those things. So another thing that another way to support teachers is giving grace. I think that, you know, when someone does mess up, to be understanding, when someone is having high emotion, to be understanding. But at the same time, if they're constantly not getting the work done or they're constantly falling short, then I think it's time for accountability. What about accountability with your principal? What do you think about that? Well, at my school, our principals observe us. Um, they use the ME, which is the Network for Educator Effectiveness, and I know that's really popular in Missouri. It actually was something that originated from MU in Columbia. So we use it for not only our observations with our principals, we have certain indicators that they 
kind of give us marks on, but we use it to also kind of get feedback from our students. And that is really nice as well to kind of see how our students are feeling. We don't do that in elementary as far as have our kids fill out the survey, but I love that you guys do it in high school. What kind of thing, what kind of feedback do you get back from that? We get feedback from everything from, do I feel comfortable in this room? Do I feel like my teacher cares about me? Do I feel like my teacher is effectively teaching the content? And it gives a good idea of kind of how your students are feeling. I know that I find that more valuable than the score that I get from my principal. We are kind of evaluated on a score of seven being the highest, and I am not sure if it's necessarily the best thing. I think a lot of people call it like a dog and pony show, but I know that you have a different kind of idea about the need than I do. Well, I agree with you that it is a dog and pony show. You're, when that administrator walks in to observe you, you need to say the right thing so they will mark the higher scores. I get that and I totally agree with it. With that being said, if I'm brutally honest, I'm going to say that I want perfect scores because if I don't get good scores on the knee, it brings down my mean score. So my total at the end for the mean of all my scores drops if I get a low score. So I do love the perfect scores. I also like feedback, but that feedback does not have to be during an observation. I would rather that feedback be more fluid, so if something's going on in my classroom, I can talk to my administrator that day or the next day and get feedback and then implement that. So I don't know that an observation is really the best place to give me feedback on what's going on that I can implement immediately. I also think that veteran teachers who are doing something at the time and the administrator says, hey, I think you should do it this way. If it's working for me and in my experience, I've tried other things and this is the best way, I'm probably not going to change it. There are so many principals I've had that I've had more years in the classroom than the principal that I kind of feel like if it works for me, that's what I'm going to stick with. And I think a lot of veteran teachers are like that. It's not that we don't want to try something new. It's that we've tried many something new and we're using what works for us. I think that is a good point. I think that with new teachers, we have a lot of time to kind of change. Um, for me, like I said previously, I feel like my students kind of keep, your students or my students, they keep educators accountable. I feel like students tend to know when they have a good or a bad teacher, and they're the ones that are in the seat, they're the ones learning. Now, it's not necessarily maybe you have a tough teacher, however, keeping a student accountable versus not teaching are two different things. And I think students generally know the difference between that. I would agree with you. And I would also agree with you that a lot of parents do too. I've had several parents come up to me and talk to me about teachers that their children have had after me. And, you know, knowing the teacher and how they teach, a lot of parents have it pretty spot on about how those teachers are doing. And also, students go home and talk to their parents about what school is like, in a lot of cases, especially the students who tend to excel. I know that I want my students to love our learning environment. That's so important to me, and it's really my favorite part about teaching. Our whole class learns together, and I learn right along with the students sometimes. And we are so accepting of ideas and comments and questions. 
and it really makes a learning community. I would have to say if you're not in it for the students, then you probably need to get out of teaching. Like maybe you've been in it too long. If you don't like coming to school every day, if you dread it, maybe it's time to find another career because teaching is a hard profession and it makes it even harder when you don't love it. We can all remember that worst teacher that they had as a teacher and when you went to school. And I think for both of us, we wanna make a difference. We really care about our kids. Yeah, there was a really good quote that I saw when I was doing research, and it was from the We Are Teachers Facebook page, and it said, as teachers, we have the great privilege and responsibility to impact our students' lives positively, giving them reasons to push forward and motivating them to want to succeed in life. And I think that really just kind of wraps up what we do as teachers and kind of our, what we've been talking about with accountability for us. I know that we're a little biased and that some parents who have not been in the education world may not see it that way, but I truly think that most teachers want to do great for their kids, and I think that they are trying even when we get thrown curveballs. Absolutely, and I, and I think you can tell just by the fact that we call them our kids. I remember when you were little, and I would talk my, my, about my classes, and I would call them my kids. You started calling your classes in primary my kids. So instead of my class, you used to say my kids. Uh, and I think that just shows how much teachers really care about their classes and the kids that are in them. And I know both of us, you and I, are tougher teachers in general because we want to see that growth. We want those kids to work hard and really be proud of themselves. But I also know that we both really love our kids. Yeah, I would definitely say that is an accurate statement. So although this episode was a little shorter than what we planned, we usually try to shoot for 30 minutes. I think that this was definitely a better episode than what we were going to give to you when we first recorded. We have kind of sat down, and I think we've both grown as teachers just by looking at this information and analyzing this information and realizing that accountability in teachers is a lot more than face value, that we are more than just a standardized test score. And so I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. I want to make sure to remind you to go follow us on all of our social medias, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You will see cute pictures of Merlo on all of those. And then also, if you enjoy our podcast, if you could give us a rating, hopefully five stars if you love us, that will help us become visible more to new viewers. And we are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Anchor. We hope that you join us next week for student accountability. This is the one I think I've been most excited about because it is something that I am passionate about. And I think that we will have a lot more to talk about next week. I think we will. I mean, that's a deep subject to dive into, and we hope you join us. If you could give us a comment on Anchor, that also helps us stay in the index and pop up more often. Also, Apple Podcasts, if you just even give us a comment that works with their analytics and their algorithms to make us show up more. And we hope to see you next week.